You're listening to Wander and Roam. After a brief but marvelous improv performance at the theater, the gang heads out of town and follows the road west. The road slowly turns to dirt, and then a trail that leads into a dreary woodland. Logs litter the ground, a sea of stumps seem to push up from the dirt, and the sky is a perpetual gray. Welcome to the Hewn Forest. All these old trees make for convenient seating. Well, Aldrin, if you just stand next to one of them, you look exactly the same. Oh, you can't stand long at my age. Aldrin sits down. Um, perhaps we should make camp here for the night? Oh, I don't have any formal objections to that. It's just lame here. It is very, very lame. In fact, if I were to come up with three words to describe this forest, it would be lame, lamer, and lamest. That's pretty good. I'll admit you got me there. <laughs> wow, you came up with those words real quick. That was crazy. Not bad. Yeah, you're still sharp as a whip. Still ticking. That time at the improv theater did you good. From behind them, they hear the soft cracking of a stick. Oh. And as they turn, they see a large, hulking figure in the shadows that prowls around a tree. Whoa, whoa, listen, I'm not delicious. True, I did eat a bunch of really sweet things, so I'm sure my insides taste like pixie sticks, but that's not an incentive to eat me. Raindrop Quackers. Oh, no, he knows my name. Oh, Squeakers gets up and stands in front of Raindrop and says, you, you, you sir, what, what business do you have with Raindrop? From behind the trees, a pair of large, bright yellow eyes blink open. Oh man, Raindrop, I know you're like the protagonist, but <clears throat> I just wish I got a cool spooky narrative moment now and then. I feel like your time is coming. I feel that in my heart. Look, I'm sure it'll be pointed out to me later how many individual moments like that I've had, mm. but in my heart, I feel left out. Enough talking. Oh, hello. <laughs> and from around the tree, this figure steps forward. It is a massive panther with a bandolier. And he says, I've been hunting you for a long time. Well, wait a minute. How long? The first time I heard tell of you was when you sunk the wedding ship back in the moor. Well, that's listen. the first time I caught wind of your trail. Well, more of a boat than a ship. you got to be precise with your words. And this one was sort of a steam engine, had a paddle going for it. And, and if you have any complaints, it wasn't me in particular that sunk that ship. I think it was more of a group effort, so I think we're all equally to blame for this. Plus, the devil was on that ship. That's true. I did meet the devil there. He did possess my mind for a moment. I heard tell of him, too. But I wasn't after him. I was coming for you. Oh, so you like the devil, then? Not a fan. Next thing was that house you all knocked over. Did we knock over a house? Yes. <laughs> the house of Usher. Oh, I remember oh, being yeah. in the house now, of Usher. I no, that was remember. more like a zombie sort of like strange foundation problem that wasn't really us yeah that happened like alongside of us we weren't the root cause of it felt like we were like on a haunted house ride like we got to watch it happen but we were just in and out yeah not part of that whatsoever we didn't even get to eat that big candy bar did we no that was so disappointing next the diner that you all trashed oh i don't then left without paying your due 
old friend. There's so many other things we did between those two things. Yeah, go back a few. You probably <laughs> missed something. If I'm not mistaken, you visited a library and broke into the restricted section. How did you know that's, that? That's, that's not I'm even very remarkable. thorough in my research. Oh, maybe he got possessed by the pallid mask. Speaking of the pallid mask. Uh-oh. Afterwards, you visited the Eternal Swap Mate. Oh, yeah, we did sell that. Oh, yeah. And sold a dangerous artifact. No one knows where it ended up. And we picked up a dark spirit. And we picked up a nice pair of boots. Oh, and also these beanbags. Do you want one? The dark spirit was Bugsy. I uh, wouldn't say no to a pair of beanbags. Here. And Raindrop just chucks it at him. Thank you. Right in the head. Good he shot. Didn't even, he didn't even flinch. That no, that, he's a pro. You know how yes. often I've been hitting the head on these jobs? Probably quite frequently. Frequently. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a little impressed, but also slightly scared. But also, we don't know what kind of job it is, so maybe that's not impressive. Also, when you all visited Blast Town, you all really didn't do much in Blast Town. You just kind of passed through. Well, I... The damage was already done. Well, I personally kind of stayed around the edges with my bees, just having fun. And then came the Emporium. Gary P. Goose's Roadside Emporium. My favorite place to bring my children on a weekend off that you all tore to the ground. Now that wasn't us. That wasn't us. Raindrop led a rebellion of gnomes. It was the gnomes. We could blame the gnomes. the gnomes, yeah. I think. I didn't even get my sword. Hamish adjusts a tie that he's not wearing. Also, you guys, I guess, went and took pictures of a spider and then went to a dinner party, and then <laughs> I watched a horrendous performance at a theater. <gasps> you were there? I was there. I got, I'll time. have you know I got two-thirds of a standing ovation for my performance there. It was there. so good, Hamish. You're a natural barn star. Well, but apparently not the third act. The only reason I didn't catch you there was that you all put me to sleep. Oh. No, but just, now, now I know for a fact that he wasn't there because yeah. there was at least one riot. But now I've got you. And now it's time you get what's coming to you. What's coming to me? Oh, no. And the huge hulking panther reaches into his satchel and withdraws a letter and hands it to Raindrop. Oh, well, that oh. was a lot less ominous than Is I there was a expecting. ghost in the letter? Is it going to pop out and scare you? The panther pulls out a journal checks a box and says quest completed <laughs> next up kill old saint nick you all have a good night and he slinks back into the forest oh <sighs> my lord that was the most intense mailman i ever did see i don't know who saint nick is but man he's, he's got a lot he's, coming to him he's dead he is a walking corpse that man <gasps> so Ooh, sorry i fell asleep there um is everything okay <laughs> are you saying you fell asleep just for that one second no, um, I tend to fall asleep as soon as I sit down. Um, why do you have a letter? I, well, I don't know. There was this really scary guy, um, who has been hunting us, and he summarized a lot of our really cool adventures, and, um, it was just to hand me this letter. What does it say? Raindrop turns the letter around and pulls off the seal and pulls out a sheet of paper and begins to read. Oh, Oh no! What, 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 what does it say? I, 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 um, I don't think it's really that important, but I think, um, 
I just, I just, I'll be right back. And Raindrop drops the letter and goes running into the trees. Raindrop. It's fine, don't follow me. I bet that letter said run into the woods. Well, let's see here. And Squeakers bends down and picks up the letter and he quickly skims it. He says, oh, guys, this is, this is a letter from her mom and dad. Oh, good. I'm sure it'll be nice to hear from them. Oh, you don't know much about family, do you, Aldrin? Well, it says that they want Raindrop to stop her adventuring and uh, come back to the farm. No. Yeah, see, you caught up. (laughs) I I knew that we were going to need to take Raindrop back, but I didn't expect it to be so soon. Honestly, it was probably a lot earlier, given how many stops we made that guy take. They probably could have used her help with the summer harvest, but... Probably think she's dead. Oh, yeah, we should probably, like, Oh, he's already gone. We can't send a message back with him. Uh, I guess we should probably just head back that way. What do you guys think? Way I sees it. We got the option to do that, or we got the option to go the complete opposite direction and form sort of a warlord gang and run through the wastelands, independent and fierce. Oh, we can't keep Raindrop from her family. I mean, we could. Yeah, but that's like... Were you listening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the warlord thing, but it also seems like there are a couple steps that need to be taken by the world as a whole before we get to that point. Come on, we'll just be ahead of the game. That's what makes us the warlords. Listen, whether we decide to continue adventuring from town to town... Or to the wasteland. Or to the wastelands and become terrifying warlords, that's all up in the air. But right now, we need to find Raindrop and help her. Oh, yeah. Guys, we're terrible guardians. Uh, Yeah, I mean, speak for yourself. It's all I can do to keep her from swinging knives around. I personally have some internalized trauma from my childhood that's probably impacting the way I behave towards her vis-a-vis independence and showing off that she's the best. Yeah, we should probably explore that at some point. I feel like maybe you got some unresolved stuff in there. What? Nobody said anything about my brother. Let's go. Now is not the time to talk about our deep emotional problems. Let's find Raindrop. Yeah, you're right. We should just bury those things. We don't need to talk about them. Don't talk about them. Raindrop! (laughs) Hello, Raindrop. The gang ventures into the woods, calling for Raindrop. Raindrop! Rain, Raindrop! Hector, I mean Raindrop. Raindrop, come back. But they're met with nothing but silence from the forest. Hey, guys, maybe we need to just kind of like split up forces here. You know, one of us go left, one of us go right, one of us go straight, see if we can't run into her, you know? Good idea. I'll take that middle path over to that decaying shed full of chains. I'm going to go ahead and sit down here and keep an eye out for Raindrop. Oh, that's not going to happen. (laughs) He's going to sit down, but he's not going to look for Raindrop. Yeah, that man's going oh, right to just, sleep. He's gone. He just passed away right in front of our eyes. Oh, he's still breathing. He's drifting in between the planes, this man. Okay, I guess I'll go left and then right. <laughs> Good plan. All right, break. And Squeakers takes off down the left way. Raindrop, trying very hard not to let tears fall from her eyes, continues marching through this dead and dreary forest until she comes across this large pool of stagnant water. Sitting at the edge, she grabs a couple of rocks and begins to plink them into the water. Hi, oh. 
I am so sorry. I thought I was alone um, and being sad in this little corner. Um, who are you? Oh, hi. I didn't introduce myself. I'm Hermit. Hermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Raindrop the, the Duckling. Nice to meet you. I noticed that you were uh, throwing rocks into my pond. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't think anyone was in this pond. Is this disturbing you? Oh, no. This is just the place where I go to sit on a log and play the old banjo. Oh. But you don't look so good. I kind of just... Hypothetically. Yeah? Um, what do you do when you have to do something, but you, you don't want to do something? Well, I usually rely on my friends often will not be helpful at first but then through a sequence of comical events we'll all come together and accomplish something we didn't think was possible or we'll do a bad job at something that's completely normal but always together hi yo. <laughs> he waves his arms in the air like noodles Wow, that was a solid bit of wisdom. And he swan dives into the puddle, and he doesn't disappear under the surface. He just sits there, hiding, hoping you won't notice he's there. From beyond the tree line, Raindrop hears the faint sound of her name being called. Raindrop! Oh, I'm not here. That's not what you say when you don't want to be found. Well, maybe I'm saying it because maybe I slightly do want to be found, but I can't say that I want to be found. I want you to find me first, like it's your own idea, not my idea. Squeakers emerges from the brush and walks over to Raindrop, still sitting by the pond. He says, hey, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I, I read the letter, and uh, yeah, that, uh, that really sucks. Yeah, I mean... It's weird because, I mean, I, I love my family very much, but it just, we go on all these adventures and I kind of just forgot about everything and now I've just been having such a good time that I I don't want that to go away. I mean, Raindrop, it, it doesn't have to go away. We're still going to be your friends. Uh, sh- I mean, sure, I hope so. I hope you wouldn't just push me back home and leave. No, no, of course not. What do do you take me for? Look, after everything we've been through together, do you really think that we're just going to dump you off at some smelly old barn and then just ditch you forever? I mean, you are a runner. Well. (laughs) You've done it before, but like. (laughs) Uh, Okay, you know what? I, I understand completely where you would get that idea, but I will ask you this. When was the last time I did that to you? Oh, well. I suppose I can't immediately think of that answer, but... Raindrop, I'll make you a deal. Okay. Okay? I promise that I will never run away from you if you keep being my friend. So you'll still be my friend even if I have big warts all over my face? Uh, Yep, big warts and all. Even if I turned into... An earthworm? Now you're asking some questions that uh, I don't know that I... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I will still be a friend even if you were a worm. Do you pinky promise? I pinky swear. And Squeakers raises his little paw 
and Pinky swears with Raindrop. Dennis, no! <laughs> hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! And Raindrop takes off back into the woods. And Squeakers turns and sees the frog having come up for air. It's like, why'd you make that sound? That's the noise it makes. What? <laughs> As Raindrop hops her way through the woods, she hears rushing towards her the sound of jingling chains, louder and louder, until a great shape bursts from the trees directly into her path. Raindrop! No! I'm sorry, I, I had to talk loud to get heard over these chainsaws. Check that out. I found these cool chainsaws in that shed. I kind of want a chainsaw. Yeah, don't you? I do. I think it would make me feel a lot better. Here, take it. Yes. I got one and you got one. Oh, man. Love chainsaws. Should we go chop down something? I would love to. Hold on. I'm supposed to be mad at you. Why are you mad at me? I'm not. But I recognize that in my role as your guardian, I'm supposed to be upset that you left and went out into this potentially dangerous wood. Okay, okay. That is fair. But sometimes, you know when you get so overwhelmed with feeling that your limbs kind of just move on their own and you, you just have to go? You gotta move? You gotta just not be where you're standing currently? You know, it's funny... That both is and is not the path to happiness. Well, it feels like happiness is a little convoluted at the moment. I think so. I, I think happiness is a little convoluted at all times. Raindrop. <sighs> you know, I spent a long time learning things about, like, different paths in life, about, you know, for swearing desire and embracing desire. I think I lived every dichotomy you could, trying to find the good way to live. And then I found you. Me? And I just kind of released all of that. Oh. It's, it's nice. It's less pressure, I found. I mean, it seems like sometimes these, these thoughts and these burdens just get so heavy and I feel like with all you guys, I've been able to kind of just set those aside, and I kind of don't, I don't really want to pick up those burdens again, and I, is that selfish? I don't think it's selfish. I think that it's individuating. I think that you're becoming yourself, and it can feel bad when you started to individuate to be called back into the undefined, the old version of you, but guess what? This time when they're calling you, you got a chainsaw. Yeah, I do have a chainsaw. I feel like I can take... I can I can take on the world with a chainsaw, right? You can take on anything with a chainsaw, Raindrop. You're the best. I am. I'm pretty great. You gotta show everyone that you're the best. You know, you noticed I'm hanging out with my bees, Les? I have noticed. I was gonna ask where they've all gone, but... They're around. It's just, you know, I think they represent something to me. A good something? I ain't figured that out yet. Well, maybe it's like what you were saying, that you've kind of, you've developed into a new person, and now you can't, 
you know, fit back into that old mold of yourself. That's true, that's true. But I do have to wonder, maybe that mold wasn't a mold of me. Maybe, maybe that was someone else's mold, like Dennis. Stop! Oh, gosh! You all had better not be planning to cut down any trees with those chainsaws. Tiny Aldern? <laughs> <laughs> Looking around, a small head has popped its way out of the earth. Oh! I care for these woods. <laughs> My name is Hans. Hello, Hans. My name is Raindrop. You're not planning to cut down any of these trees? N no, no. These are aesthetic chainsaws. Good, good. Um, you mean they don't work? Oh, they work. Did you see this sick scar I got on my eye? Hey. I used to have full vision, too. Oh, no. Before I started working with chainsaws. Now I only have half vision? Oh, no. It's not nearly as dramatic as you think. I cut my eyes out with a chainsaw. Oh, God. <laughs> Clean out. I was wondering why you had double eye patches. Well, I was hoping that we could, you know, like, cut some trees, like, break some molds, like, stick it to the man and feel better, mm, but... But not these trees. These trees here are still young saplings. They're not ready to be cut yet. I do have, however, a full grove of fully grown trees that do need to be cut. Well, how do you know when they need to be cut? When they've reached a certain height and they start impeding the growth of the other trees around them. Hamish, I don't know if this is a metaphor and that means when we grow up we all, we're all cut down. And I'm a little scared to grow up now. I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone but me is going to die. Look, there's no metaphor in this. Would you like to come cut down some moderately large trees with a chainsaw? I mean, yes. Good. Come along and ignore the metaphors. You go right on ahead, Raindrop. I'm going to go find Squeakers and we're going to have a chainsaw fight. <gasps> Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. Hi friends, Addison here. As of December 2023, Wander in Rome is nearing the end of season two. It's been a delight to share these stories with you. Thank you so much for the support. We love watching our passion project grow. Be sure to check out our other shows, including our new tabletop RPG podcast, launching early next year. The Wanderer in Rome Slasher Special is a gory, sweary, violent mess and is available for free at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting. The final episode of Season 2 will release January 10th, and Wanderer in Rome Season 3 will return on March 6th. Please continue to share these delightful shows with your friends and family, and we'll see you in March. What do we want the people to know, Danny? You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic, and we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast Bisexually Lit? 
Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. Yeah. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come along, Raindrop. Let's go cut down some trees. Yeah! Hmm. Why don't we start with this one here? Oh, wait, no. That's not a tree. That's a sleeping owl. Come this way, a little bit further in. Oh, hey, Aldern. Hey, Aldern. I have a chainsaw. Good, good. Oh. He's fine. <laughs> Do you know him? A transparent version of Aldern begins to float <laughs> wobbly into the sky. I did know him, yes. Does he do that often? He does. Um, he gets tired a lot and sometimes, you know, people that can just like sleep anywhere. Mm, yes. Yeah, he does that. Oh. Sometimes I don't know if he'll wake up, but he does. I still hear some faint signs of life. <laughs> a tangle of shadowy arms reach up from the ground, grabbing the spirit and pulling it down, saying, Not done yet. <laughs> Strange. It's a bit early in the year for those spirits. Anyway, these trees were cutting down. <laughs> yes, uh, come along. Hans the Mole leads Raindrop deeper into the forest, where the canopy grows dense and the trunks of the trees grow wider. Squeakers sees Aldern asleep on a stump. Hey, hey, wake up! And he pushes Aldern. Wake up! Oh! Did you see Raindrop come through here? No, I had a very strange dream where she was being led through the forest by a blind mole with a chainsaw. But that can't possibly be real. You're saying that a stranger came through here leading Raindrop who had a chainsaw, which is something she would 100% be interested in carrying around. Look, she would be very interested in it, but no one in their right mind would give Raindrop a chainsaw. Yeah, not anyone rational. Why do you have a chainsaw? Hamish, did you give Raindrop a chainsaw? Why wouldn't I? That shed had three chainsaws in it. Wait, three chainsaws? Yeah, I got my chainsaw. I done gave you a chainsaw to Wh fight with. What? Oh, I have not bequeathed that to you. Here in my coat is the third chainsaw. <laughs> well, Hamish hand squeakers the already running chainsaw. And now you must prove your metal. No! Have at thee! Hey, um, you two have fun. This is not fun! This is I'm more fun than anything in the world. I'm going to go nap by the tranquil pond with that banjo frog. 
a frog head pops out from behind a tree and says, Hi, yo, I'm here too. The chainsaw <laughs> fight continues. Yes, embrace your anger. <laughs> I feel like I'm swinging this like a baseball bat. You have such finesse. I have lived many years, Squeakers. I have seen many lives come and go like tears in rain. <laughs> Raindrop and the blind mole come to an old part of the forest. The trees are worn with age, and many of them are carved with initials. It seems like people used to come here a lot. There's all these initials carved in the tree. Mm, This does sound like the right place. It's hard to tell over the chainsaws, but I think we've come to the old grove. And we're just... We're just getting rid of it, just out with the old and with the new. That's the way it goes. So it's, it's, you always gotta keep moving forward. You can't stay in one place and grow happy with what you have. I told you to ignore the metaphors. Oh, sorry, I'm just thinking out loud. There's just, it's really dark and... Over the coming weeks and months, these trees will be felled. And once the trunks have been hauled away, I will begin again, planting more trees to grow over the coming years. Sadly, I don't think I will ever see this next batch fully grown. I guess, I guess it's, it's really important to make room for growth. New, new growth. This, whoo. New growth can be scary at times, but in the end, it's always better than stagnation. Hey, 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 I told you to ignore the metaphors. Less philosophizing, more chainsaws. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, any, you know, just advice on how to work this thing? Um, yes. And <laughs> <laughs> he reaches into his pocket and withdraws a pair of protective goggles. <laughs> I oh. wish I had had these when I was younger. Oh, thank you. Yes, wouldn't want to. Yep. 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 <laughs> from a short distance off, Raindrop hears a knocking sound from one of the trees. Um, is there anyone else around here? I haven't heard that before. Oh, well, I think the only logical response is to just knock on this tree, and Raindrop will turn around and give the tree a good old knock. Hello. From one tree deeper into the woods, another knock comes. Oh, we knocked on the wrong one. One second, I need to go knock on a different tree. I'll be back, and Raindrop will wander further into the woods. Go on ahead. I'll get started with the chainsaw. Oh, I want to watch that. (laughs) Raindrop follows a sequence of knocks deeper and deeper in a sort of a serpentine pattern. The pattern of the trees is sort of dissipating as they go further and further into the wood until finally a knock on one tree repeats itself. Yeah, you know, if you wanted me to knock on a specific tree, you're making this very difficult, okay? There's a lot of logs to go over. Just stop moving around, okay? Knock, knock. Well, look, it's not as easy as you think it is. Like, I had to knock on all of these trees simultaneously and in the future, so... Benjamin! That's right! 
and a weasel face pops into existence. <laughs> and his hands and feet and torso swirl out from his floating head. You do make a good point. Knocking on trees in the future, in the past, in the present is just... Hey, hey! Yeah. Focus up. Look here. Here? Now look there. And he points to one of the trees. It's got a heart carved into it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and look further. And he taps it again. And where before there was no writing in the heart, there's writing that says Benjamin plus Julia. He says, uh uh, but one more time. And he taps the heart. And Julia is now crossed out. <laughs> Who's Julia? Don't ask about it. Okay. I mean, it's cool that you have your name on a tree. I mean, I want my name on a tree now. Yeah, yeah. But, and before I say this to you, you have to understand, this is the only tree I did this to. Oh, okay. Just this one. Now go look at that tree. That tree right there? Yeah, that one. Oh, it's a good good looking tree. No, yeah, go look closer. Oh, oh. Raindrop gets close to the trunk of the tree. I think you're going to find... Uh-huh. Maybe uh-huh. something yeah. that will remind yeah. you mm-hmm. of yes. some Somebody once told me <laughs> the world is gonna roll me. <laughs> Man, nice to see you, guy from Smash Mouth. <laughs> what a goodie. Yeah, there might be something that reminds you of, of some. Somebody you used to know. Come on. It's got wrinkles. An alderan has wrinkles? Is this an alderan tree? No, someone carved this. <sighs> you see this tree yep, that, that, that I carved it into? There's yep. this perfect flat spot for carving? Yep. All these trees got it. Oh, yeah. So, have at it. Raindrop grabs the chainsaw and revs up and starts carving into the tree. She starts by carving a small duck as best as she can. It's a little sloppy, very square looking. And her initials are Q. And then, not done, she begins to write the initials of all of her friends. AF for Aldern, SO for Squeakers, and HJH. And then she carves a big heart around all of them and steps back to admire her work. Benjamin steps forward. I just wanted to say, you saw my tree. Most of these are shifting around all the time. I've been here forever, and I'm going to be here forever. Your tree doesn't change. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't think it matters. From behind them, faint chainsaw noises as Hamish carries a limping, one-legged frog (laughs) toward Raindrop and Benjamin. Oh, hey, Hamish, hi! What happened to poor Mr. Frog? I uh, leaned in a little too hard. Got in over my depth. Well, that could happen, I guess. Well... Don't throw down unless you can step up. Squeakers and Aldern trail behind Hamish. Squeakers holding his own chainsaw. Oh my goodness, Raindrop, I'm so glad we were able to find you. Hey, that that's pretty good. Did you do that? I did. I just learned how to use this thing today. It's quite impressive. Well, gosh, Raindrop, you know how I said you're the best? Yeah. Dog, gang, dang it, you're the best. <sighs> Thanks, guys. You're the best, Hamish. Oh, I am. All of these sentimental feelings make me sad. We're going to have to cut this grove down to the stumps next week. Who said that? Behind the group, they see the small blind mole 
I don't know if we've been introduced. Uh, we haven't, and I don't care to be. My so name is Hans. Saying, okay. Get thee hither, bearer of bad news. <laughs> I, I expelled him. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> that voice is just grating. Oh, bye, Hans. Invisible to all the others, Benjamin whispers in Raindrop's ear. But these trees, they'll be here forever. And then he disappears. Yeah. Some things are here forever. And that's nice, too. Hey, are those my bees floating towards us? Uh, yeah, they're, they're real leisurely about it. Why why are those bees lighting up? Uh, are, those, are those fireflies? Are those fireflies? Ooh, pretty. And in the sky... 100 bees carry in their arms 100 fireflies and they let go and a swarm of 100 fireflies descends on our gang Hamish looks to the bees in solidarity by the light of their glowing replacements and he raises a fist 100 bees raise their fists in the air and begin flying back home. Oh. Well, there they are, I guess. Time for a new chapter. Um, Raindrop. Yeah? If we are to continue our adventures, we will need to check in with your parents. We can't just leave them worrying for you. I mean, that's fair, but I was also kind of thinking that maybe we could become warlords in the desert. I think that there's room in the world to do both. Check in with your parents and still be warlords. Oh, both would be good. I guess I guess it's time to just visit home. Yeah, this isn't like the end of something, and this isn't really like creating anything new. This is just one more stop on our yeah. journey, you know? Yeah. Just a quick little pit stop. Yeah. Honestly, most people do this like at least once a year. Oh, I suppose that's fair. Not me. God knows I don't want to visit my family. No. Oh, Aldrin, do you have any more family? I should check in on my children one of these days. He ate them all like Jupiter. <gasps> no. <laughs> well, maybe that's four pit stops for us then. <laughs> As our gang walks through the forest, 100 fireflies descend and flank them on both sides illuminating a straight path down the side of a hill to a peaceful clearing where crickets chirp and every blade of grass is a tiny clarinet singing the songs of night. When the fireflies sleep and the rivers run deep and grass grows as high as the mightiest keep There's roads to be rode There's flies to be flown Out in the world where we wander and roam And maybe we'll meet out there Fireflies in the bumbles 
Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com. <laughs>